The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the ninth chapter. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my beloved Son, listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them, but Jesus only. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen, until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. You know a transfigured person if you know someone who fought back from alcoholism into sobriety. There's no specific timeline, but when a person battles drinking one minute, one hour, one day at a time, the person changes. Now, the person is a fuller person, a fuller version of themselves. They're still themselves, but they are transfigured. Today's Gospel reading is filled with Old Testament imagery, much too, too much to actually go over in a timely fashion. But a few examples. Just like when God revealed himself to Moses on Mount Sinai and Elijah on Mount Horeb, Jesus reveals himself as divine light on this mountain. Jesus going up the mountain reminds us of Exodus 34 when Joshua went up Mount Sinai with Moses. Then the voice from the cloud from today's gospel reading recalls what God says of Isaac in Genesis 22 and also the prophet in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Throughout the Old Testament, the Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, was present in the Old Testament in what are called types. Isaac was a type of Christ. Moses was a type of Christ. But now in the New Testament, there are no types of Christ because Christ is revealed. This means Jesus is the new Isaac. He is the new Moses. He's the new Joshua. And he's the new prophet. Today, the Son of God, who was hidden in the Old Testament, is transfigured. 
It's him, but no longer hidden. Jesus reveals more of who the Son of God is in the beautiful divine light. Now, while Jesus' appearance is emphasized at the beginning of the reading, at the end of the reading, God calls us to listen to his word. This is because when Jesus and the disciples come back down the mountain, things are going to get very difficult very quickly and will stay that way for a long time. This is because when Jesus comes down the mountain, Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem to die on the cross for the sins of the world. If the disciples trusted their eyes, they might have that desire to go back to the mountain. But if they listen to Jesus, they will know that there is another transfiguration to come to reveal the deeper identity of the Son of God. Now, there are three times in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus is explicitly called the Son of God. The first two are by the Heavenly Father, and that is at Jesus' baptism and in today's Gospel reading. But the third time is from a human, and it's at Jesus' crucifixion. In Mark 15, verse 39, when the centurion who stood before Jesus saw the way Jesus died, he said, truly this man was the Son of God. One might think it's easier to see Jesus as the Son of God when he is on the mountain shining with divine light. But in the Gospel of Mark, it is only in the crucifixion where a human, someone like you and me, sees Jesus transfigured as the Son of God. That means today's transfiguration actually anticipates the crucifixion and serves as a type. Now Jesus is between two glorified saints in Elijah and Moses. But at the crucifixion, he will be between two thieves. The greater transfiguration is the crucifixion because it shows the unconditional an overwhelming love of God poured out for the sins of the world. Yes, on the cross, God's love is hidden behind our sins and Jesus' suffering. But with the eyes of faith formed by the word of God, the one that you are invited to listen to, you will see the beautiful Savior through the most beautiful love of Jesus. Transfiguration reveals Jesus' deepest identity. From the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, God's purpose is to reveal his Son to the world precisely as the one who will lead humanity back into relationship with him. 
the deepest identity of Jesus is the beloved son of the Heavenly Father who shares his overwhelming love with you. That means his love is transfigured on the cross in the crucifixion. But today it is also transfigured before us on the altar. If we have eyes and ears of faith, Jesus is transfigured in the Lord's Supper. In the Eucharist, we behold Jesus Christ present through his words of institution. He is present as the Savior who comes to us through earthly means. His transfiguration in the Lord's Supper is meant for our forgiveness of sins, our salvation, and our eternal life. In receiving Jesus' body and blood, he also transfigures us from the inside out. His divine light shines in us. And at first, this is a scary endeavor because his light exposes all of us. In fact, all the parts that we would like to keep in the dark are sins. But through repentance, we look at Jesus transfigured on the cross and believe that his light scatters the darkness. His light finds our sins in order to forgive them. Through the forgiveness of sins, we become more of who we are, the beautiful people God made. Jesus' forgiveness then reveals that we are meant for Eden, for love and to love, for joy and peace. As Jesus is transfigured in the Lord's Supper, we are transfigured by the Lord's Supper. Jesus and us then leave here. We go down the mountain, out into the world, to live this transfigured life. The one that's not foreign to us, but the one that's meant for us. And that is precisely why we take the next 40 days to practice during Lent. It might be fasting. It might be almsgiving. It might be prayer. It will not be easy. It will be one minute, one hour, and one day at a time. But over those 40 days, over the course of Lent, you will be transfigured by the power of the Holy Spirit through God's Word. I believe the final blessing from private confession actually says it best how our life is transfigured. So for Lent, go in the strength, the peace, and the joy of the Lord, and come soon to receive Christ's body and blood, and being joined to him, that is, transfigured by him, live toward the work and the beauty he would fulfill in you, for himself and for others. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.